Welcome to Politics Welcome Done to Right. Politics. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being here this morning. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Northeast, Southeast, Texas. How's everybody doing this morning? I trust all's good. Well, you know what, folks? We have a great show for you. You know, I tell you that every time because we make sure and work towards making it a great show. And why is it a great show? Because you are here with us this morning. That's why it is great. Because you are here with us. Good morning. Before we get started, as usual, good morning, control room. How are you doing, Howard and Jack? Good morning. Well, the control room is here. Can you hear us, Egberto? I can hear you nice, clear, and strong, as usual. You know, that is what we like. That is what we like. And you know how we start this program with Jack's message of the day. Good morning, Jack. How art thou doing, my dear brother? Good morning, Egberto. Uh, I've been, you know, I've been thinking I come from the construction field out in the plants and water plants and stuff. And, you know, I know the workers are basically very loyal to these corporations that we talk so bad about sometimes in here and what their agenda is. And, you know, I was also thinking about the apathy that I, I get when you when you ask somebody about something political, they go, well, that's the way it's always been. That's the way it's always be. You know, and I say, if, if you believe that that's the way it's always been, it will always be that way. Uh, you might want to think again, you know, because because I'm seeing some changes going on out there. And I like I like hearing the pushback and the feedback on things. So I want to I want to work against apathy out there and let me tell you something jack i really appreciate that commenter because if i get the time after the two i cover the first two subjects i want to cover uh medicare aco reach something called dce and aco reach that's affecting everybody everybody over 60 what 65 years old i really want to address that topic and apathy plays a huge portion in what they're getting away with so thank you for the word howard yes sir i I thought i heard you chime in or about to chime in there or did i just hear a phantom nah not today i'm all right all right. Well, anyway, folks, I want you guys to I want you guys to sit back. I want you guys to remember that it's a call in show. Yesterday, we didn't get a whole lot of calls. I, as I said, you know, I always forget to give them the telephone number early. So I'm going to start giving the number a little bit earlier and more frequently. 713-526-5738. Hit the number two to get on air immediately. 713-526-5738. Please do remember this is your show. There are many ways that you can access our show. So uh, today you may be in your car and today may be the first time that you're accessing it because you're in your car and then you're home and like, well, I kind of like that show. How do I get to it? Well, there are a lot of ways to get to us, folks. First of all, the way one way, tuning in, 90.1 FM, Houston on your good old-fashioned dial or push button, or however you tune your radio. The other option is to go and download the app for your phone uh, at called TuneIn. Tune in. Go to the Android or Apple Store, download the TuneIn program, and find KPFT, and you'll be able to stream us from your phone whenever you want to. Third option, go to kpft.org. That's our website. 
Go to kpft.org and listen to it live. Just push the listen button and you're ready to go. But guess what, people? You can also watch the program. As you know, in this program, I do a lot of outtake videos, etc. And these outtakes, you can actually not only listen to them, but you can watch them as well at where? Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. That is Facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Or you can watch it at YouTube by going to politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv. If you like what we're talking about, if you want to put a commentary for me to look over later on, send me an email at kpft at politicsdoneright.com. That is kpft at politicsdoneright.com. You hate the show? Let me know. You love the show? Let me know. You want me to talk about something? Let me know. You want to bring in your own ideas? Let me know. Send me an email, kpft at politicsdoneright.com. Anyway, folks, we're going to have a great program for you today. The title of the show is is Trump poised to win 2024 election? Actually, the way I wrote the title is Trump is poised to win the 2024 election if dot, dot, dot. I want to kind of talk about that. Then it's been hot in Texas. It's been hot in Mississippi. It's been hot in Alabama. And it's been hot all over this confounded country. What's going on? We know what's going on. But you know what? The state that believes in oil, oil, and oil. If you notice, the grid so far has stood up. Yeah, the ERCOT's asking you to cut back a bit if you can because, you know, we're reaching that kind of top limit in the amount of stuff we generate out here. But you know what is saving the day? What these guys don't like to talk about. Renewables, specifically solar we have doubled our solar energy. You know, if you drive around many communities, a lot of people with solar panels on their roofs, a lot of folks with uh, solar panels all over. And you know what that has done? That has reduced the demand that would have come during the peak. And guess what? It is. It is working. It is there generating and saving our grid. It is saving the grid, but they won't tell you about it. They did other things. So anyhow, the Democratic Intelligentsia is betting uh, they want uh, is is uh, Intelligentsia is betting that they want Trump because he is the most beatable Republican. They may want to think twice. I suggest they come down from their ivory towers and talk to the people, talk to the people, and see where their hearts are, where their minds are, where their confusion is, and the oil states electrical grid was saved by what? Solar power. Those are the two topics. Welcome to the chat. Alistair Waters is in the house. Great to see you here, uh, young lady. Great to see you here. Anyway, we start with uh, a clip that I did from my, uh, a clip that I did with, uh, from the show, my evening, sh my afternoon show. So what I'm going to do is start with that clip. It's the only clip we have today, but Michael Steele, who was the former uh, former Republican Party chair. He has a word there to talk about. He has a word to talk about. Uh, beforehand, though, I want to say Alistair Waters says, meanwhile, Governor Abbott cancels mandatory water breaks as Texas burns. Anyhow, let's go ahead and get that first video. It's about 17 minutes long because it also has a rant that I did 
yesterday that I think it's a bit important. Don't forget, though, after the that's over, 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from my old callers, my new callers, my all callers. Say your piece. This is your program. Do you agree with some of the stuff that I say? Do you disagree with some of the stuff that I say? Do you agree or disagree with all of the stuff that I say? Love to hear from you. Anyway, let's go ahead and get that first one going. Here we go. Michael Steele, former uh, former chairman of the Republican uh, the Republican Party, and Chairman Chairman Steele makes it clear: Trump can win again. It's not something I haven't been saying for a long time. Trump can win again. And it's not all that difficulty. I, a, few, a few days ago on my KPFT program, I pointed out that the thing that gave me the most fear was that we worked hard. And John Cutter, who is in the house, can attest to that because John ran several organizations that really got the vote out overperformed everywhere in this area because of the work he and his team's done. And, but interestingly, we brought out a ton more people for, for, for uh, Biden. As you can see in the vote, Biden got 81 million plus votes, unheard of. But the person that got the second most amount of votes in this uh, in this country was Donald Trump, 74 million. And you wonder what if we hadn't gotten scared in 2020 and busted our butts to get people out? It would have been President Trump for this next term and likely the next term as well, because, you know, he was going to find a way to stay in office again. And you ask yourself the question, what's going on in America? What? Is it that's going on in America? I saw Michael Steele attempt, as a former Republican chair, attempt to answer that. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. I want to go to my friend Michael Steele now, the former RNC chair who knows Republican politics backwards and forwards. So in 2016, there was still a little bit of delusional thinking that at some point, oh, Donald Trump was going to go away. I think that now by this stage in the game, people aren't as delusional, but I'm surprised that people were surprised that Donald Trump had such strength in this NBC poll because it's what so many people have been saying for a while now, if you're really watching the Republican electorate. Mm -hmm. So what would it take in your estimation for Donald Trump not to be the 2024 nominee? An act of God. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think about it. This man is, in, I mean, 37 indictment, 37 count indictment. And its numbers go up. So, yeah, um, this is baking itself in in a way that I just don't see any of these candidates um, that are running against him in this primary 
uh, not just chipping away at it, at least, but actually gaining enough sufficient ground to become a credible number two to narrow the race to just two people uh, that, you know, would excite and bring into the mix those Republican voters who are about 60 percent of whom do not support or do not vote in primaries, Republican primaries. That's a big number. And there are lanes there that can be created uh, for that. But I just don't see where that where that comes down at this point. Donald Trump is one of these political figures once in a lifetime. Uh, unfortunately for us, it's our lifetime um, <laughs> that has uh, this kind of hold on a political party that, by the way, he could give two rats patooties about. This is just like getting from going from one vehicle to the next. It's a better driving political car for him um, that he can manipulate the gears uh, seamlessly, easily. Uh, and it's exampled in, in the polling that Vaughn is sharing with us, that this is the kind of hold he has. So, yeah, uh, who takes him out? <laughs> I think even even God Almighty is saying, well, we may need to have a meeting on that, you know? <laughs> well, my, I, I don't Michael, know. Still, you know what that you know what that is, though, doing better, uh, your conspiracy theories sticking, doing better as indictments pile up. I mean, some would call that. A cult. Some would call that fascist tendencies. Yeah. Oh, no. He plays to that uh, extraordinarily well. And and again, you know, how much of that is true belief and and true intent by Donald Trump? Uh, You know, he's a transactional guy. What do I need in the transaction to make it work for me? Right. But the other side of it is people believe that. They latch on to it and it it picks, uh, you know, a side for them that they're much more inclined towards. And so that's how he locks it in. And and it's it's an amazing uh, we're going to be studying this this phenomenon for a long time to better understand how this country in all that we profess uh, can withstand this in the future because right now yeah. at 49, 45, and yeah, you can you can say what you want about wow. Joe Biden's age. You can say all you want about Democrats. Um, this is less about them and a lot more about a country that's inclined towards some of the things Donald Trump is putting out there. That last statement that he that he just said, it's more about a country that is satisfied, that believes in, that allows themselves to be controlled by some of the things Donald Trump is putting out there. I mean, I, I you know, I sit back and, and Michael Rodney just put a very important one up there. I want, I mean, this is something that we have to beat. Look at this. I, I want you guys to see this. List of presidential candidates by votes in one election. Don, Joe Biden won 81, 81 million people in that 2020 election. Donald Trump won 74 million. Okay, each of them, you know. So uh, Donald Trump lost by over 7 million votes. Okay? By over 7 million votes. 
All of you listening to me right now, I want you to understand something profound. In as much as Donald Trump lost by 7.1 million people, Hillary Clinton lost the Electoral College by, by more votes, or rather, by, by, by less votes than he... Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, by less votes than Biden won. What I mean is this. If Hillary Clinton had gotten, I think it was 60-something more thousand votes in three states, her $3 million, or $3 million win would have been, a popular win would have been enough to carry the day. I think it's 80, actually I think it's 80,000. But here's a scary thing. Joe Biden beat Donald Trump not by 3 million votes, not by twice that, 6 million votes, but more than twice the amount that Hillary won by. 7.1 million votes. And had, we had a flip of 21,000 votes. Had 21,000 votes shifted to Trump. That's for a differential of 40,000 votes. It would be a President Trump winning the Electoral College even as he lost the popular vote by over 7.1 million votes. I want you all to digest that. This is not a democracy. This is not a democracy. It is essential that you digest what I just said. Essential. For those, we just got a bunch that just came in. I want to repeat that. Donald Trump can still win this thing. And Donald Trump doesn't have to win big popular votes or stop us from getting. We can, we can get some huge popular votes in the blue states. But, like I said, with a 7.1 million, million vote excess, it, Joe Biden still only won by 21,000. He won by 40,000 votes, which means if 21,000 votes had flipped, it would have been President Trump again. And the same thing can happen again in 2024. This is not a democracy. This is something where people have to go out there and vote like they've never voted for, voted like before. I don't know. That gave me pause when I read that several years ago when I saw the numbers concern me. And the problem that I have is this. I can make the argument now that they are going to use in 2024. And they're going to not specifically go after Biden's age in a malicious manner. They're going to go over Biden's age as if something happens to him, you get Kamala Harris. And we all know it's bad enough that you got an Obama, but a Kamala Harris? That's how these people are going to be. That's how they are going to be sensitized. And it has already started. It has already started. Look, the Democratic Party has a lot of work to do. They have a lot of education to do. 
They have a lot of shoring up the boat to do. They have a lot of atoning to do. A lot of atoning to communities that's been forgotten even today. A lot of atoning to do. Because as I see it, brothers and sisters, as I see it, uh, 2024 is going to be difficult. 2024 is going to be difficult. You think Donald Trump is going to get convicted? I'm not counting on Donald Trump to get convicted. I'm, not, I'm counting on Donald Trump to go straight and, and find all kinds of ways to get breaks because he has all of the times. Because we, as those who are progressives and Democrats, don't really do what's necessary. I got a call, or rather, I, I got an email today. I want, I want to tell this story real quick because I'm going to be, we, we have m- multiple tiers to do, right? But the problem is we have a group of Democrats proper who are in the bag for the plutocracy. And it's going to be hard to make the case because I know, we know, John Cotter, one of our leaders here in town, he knows how to win. It's all the things that brings in the seniors, the millennials, and everybody else. We have the, we have the policy and we have the guts and we have what it takes to, 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 uh, to point them into the right direction. Let me give an example. Let me give an example. Right now, I'm talking to one of the leaders in the PNHP right now. We're going to have an interview discussing DCEs and, and um, ACO reach, which is fooling many seniors into giving away their very good Medicare to private companies. You see all these venture capitalists, the vulture capitalists running into the space, the healthcare space, because now... Seniors are being privatized. You know, the private companies wanted nothing to do with seniors. They would not insure seniors. They had to pay three times the rate to get seniors involved in it. Okay? Okay? But now, the thugs in Congress, including some Democratic thugs, are supporting DCEs and ACO reach, which allows these vulture capitalists to come in, privatize healthcare, and do it behind your backs. And do it behind their backs. Okay, my head hurts. I got a bit too excited there. But here's the deal. We have to come out and say, we are not going to allow that to happen. We are going to really give you choices. We are going to do all these things. When it comes to, uh, when it comes to student loans, we're going to say, not only are we going to give you student loans, all our brothers and sisters in Appalachia, you are going to get whatever resources you need to improve your life. And we're going to, and we're not going to cede Appalachia to Reds. We are going to send, if you go, if you go to Crystal Ball, Crystal Ball supported a lot of Democrats that were running in these rural areas that I need to get Crystal Ball on the program. Uh, that were, that, uh, that, that, that's running in, in, in Appalachia. She's from Appalachia. That, that, that go out there and engage all our brothers and sisters in Appalachia. 
to make a difference. Let them know we care. We are not these caricatures with horns. It's like what I told you, that woman spoke to me forever in Randall, not in, in, in Starbucks. And when she realized that I was a progressive, a, a, a real lefty progressive liberal, she get red face. But you are so nice. Folks, the work that Democrats need to do to win over people is the work that Republicans have done. I've seen them doing it. I've been in conferences where they do it. We aren't. When they talk about we having elitist folks in ivory towers doing stuff, it's the truth. When we're spending, you know, all those pieces of mail that you get, give the DHCC, give the DCCC, give the DSCC all this money. Do you think that money go into the hood, into Appalachia and into the ghettos and into all these other areas with people who work these communities? Who, if you gave them a hundred bucks, uh, 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 you know, give them a hundred bucks to go out there and bring people, talk to people about what you're going to do, engage people. Let people know you exist, your skin, bones, blood, flesh. Let them know, right? They will start voting their interests and they'll know that their interest, that voting Republican is anathema to humanity. It's anathema to healthcare. It's anathema to childcare. It's anathema to all these things because they don't believe in it, they're Ayn Randian individualists. Even though Ayn Rand had to go on social security on her deathbed. Look, we got a lot of work to do. And we should start doing it. Okay? We should start doing it. Anyway, folks, that's, that's uh, the Michael Steele... And Mount Rant that I did yesterday at, on our show. Telephone number 713-526-5738. Again, the number is 713-526-5738. Before I move on to the other subject, would love to know if anybody wants to comment on can Donald Trump win again? Will Donald Trump win again? What happens if Donald Trump wins again? 713-526-5738. Extension number two. And you get on air right away. All phone lines are open. What's your thoughts? I would be curious to know what your what are your thoughts right now about that possibility of Donald Trump winning again. I know right now things are looking, oh my God, look there. All these things, these all these indictments are coming, but the, you know what's also coming? In uh, as much as it makes no sense in the Congress, they're passing laws to expunge or they're about to uh, uh, pass the law in, in Congress to our resolution or whatever to expunge the impeachment, right? And, you know, some people are going to see an impeachment expunging and think, oh, after all, he really didn't do anything bad. It's going to, well, let's go to Augie, linea numero uno. Come on in, Augie. How are you doing today, sir? All right. And uh, I like what you're saying there. And uh, I think uh, more Republicans are voting against Trump. Uh, the best uh, thing that was put out that last election were by uh, Republicans in the Lincoln Project. Right. The Lincoln Project. I don't know if 
they're they're all Republicans and they're all against Trump and they put out the best uh, ads and billboards against Trump during the last election. And I know uh, Republicans, some that voted for him the first time and not the second time. Then I know others that voted him for both times, but they said they're not going to vote for him this time. So when they give percentages, they give you percentages, but they don't tell you what the numbers are, actually how many uh, people they polled. So, but uh, but they give you percentages, which can be misleading sometimes. But uh, uh, I think that uh, so uh, uh, during the Trump administration, I saw where like some families were torn apart because uh, like one sister was for Trump and the other one was for Democrats, and like the Trump sister said, "I'm never going to talk to my sister again for the rest of my life." <laughs> <laughs> no, let me, uh, Augie, let me interrupt you there because you just said something I, I want to address. I have a sister who voted for Trump. I don't know who she voted for in 2020. I'm not sure. But the one thing I made a promise to myself is that I won't let politicians uh, stop, me, stop my friendship or my family relationships. I will just bite my tongue but I'm not going to give them that power. They have enough power with what they're doing. So I'm just saying, just saying. But anyway, continue, my friend. Yeah, well, I'm like you, so uh, uh, I toned it down a little bit, but uh, whenever they put something out there, then uh, like on Facebook or say something, I'm going to put it, it says they did it, uh, so I'll just put it out to try to clarify things. And you should. Uh, um, like uh, Trump said the first time, if I, he shot somebody in New York City in streets, they still vote for him, and, he, and he, that's true. Because uh, he's also been recorded for saying uh, the people that voted for him, what he thought of him. Uh, he didn't think much of it, the voters that voted for him. He disparaged the voters. But uh, I don't. Know, I, I doubt if they heard it because it wasn't on Fox News. <laughs> yeah, but let me let me t- let me tell you something, Augie. And this is where I want because I heard you said I uh, made a comment that talk about the percentages of these polls that we see, right? And and I get it. Now uh, the 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 polls polling hasn't been good for some of these elections. The last polling sequence was uh, quite a bit better than it was in 2016. And 2016, as bad as it was, wasn't as bad as we thought. It's the electoral college that was really uh, what was really the deal because of how our system worked. Look at how Biden won by 7.1 million votes, but he, he came within 21,000 votes of losing because of three states. So those, those are the things we have to be cognizant about. You're, what you're saying that you know, you are seeing a volume of people are still not going to vote for Trump. And I believe that. And I still think the vast majority of Americans won't vote for Trump. The problem is the places where they will vote for Trump are determinative to the election. And that is the, where Democrats seed. If you notice, I said Democrats should not seed any place, not Appalachia, not the ghettos, the barrios, the high class, middle class. They should cede absolutely nothing. And what I've seen it done too often, Augie, what I've seen done too often is they just cut a swath out of this country and say, ah, we can't waste our money in. Here's, here's what drives me the most crazy. I, I, uh, I was a member of the board of a group called Coffee Party USA. It's a transpartisan organization. And uh, we operated out of Washington, D.C., and we had this big, 
big rally and it ended up costing us about $110,000 or something like that uh, to get the speakers. And, and, and a lot of that money went into pay consultants and journal consultants and all that kind of stuff, right? Turned out the day of the event, we had a snowstorm, but that's okay. That's beside the point. The point was the work that we paid these consultants, $10,000 here, $15,000 there, etc. These are just, these were just parasites. When it came to the media, where we thought they were going to do stuff, it turned out that I had to do a whole lot of the media as far as getting in touch with folks and finding out, doing, doing all, you know, we had some other folks who had to do all of the networking on the inside. These guys didn't do diddly squat. I find the same thing that happens with, uh, if you notice, you have the DC, DSCC, these, all these big organizations that collect and, and flood your inbox with, please give, please give, please give. And these monies go to a whole lot of these consultants who never, who wouldn't know what somebody in the middle of a ghetto looks like, why uh, in the middle of a barrio look like, in the middle of a palacio look like. They don't know how to talk to these people. And they're the ones we are paying to give advice. It irks me that these monies that are collected from good people throughout the country are not going into the neighborhoods, into the hundreds of thousands of organizations that work with people who know these neighborhoods. They don't work with them. And then they ask them, they send out some tightwid to go out there into that community. People don't know these guys. They don't understand these communities. And then you're going to ask them to vote for you. What I, when I said I've been into organizations where the Republicans operate and they operate in the completely opposite manner, they go to those folks and they talk to them and they lie to them and they, they, they give them the burgers and they give them the hot dogs. I mean, here in Kingwood, if you, if, from every church, every, all of these guys have activities throughout the year. So these people are familiar with all these folks that are asking for their votes when they turn around and ask for the vote. And still, they have problems getting the vote, but they work the vote. I don't see the left side except for the activists that you see us run with Augie, the indivisible and all these groups that, that don't that have a hard time getting funds to talk to the people. Those are the only ones I see on the ground. Uh, in the other when we had the biggest group in South Park in Studi Wood and all these areas during the last election was the the uh, DSA. Those were the people in those communities. The DSA going into every nook and cranny. So that's what I'm talking about, Augie. And you say, go ahead, Augie. Yeah, well, and maybe that's one reason Hillary didn't win because she didn't go into the rural areas. And at right. one time, the rural areas were heavily Democratic. And do you know why? It's because Franklin Roosevelt got electricity to them. Yes. To the CBA and the other stuff. And all of a sudden, man, now they have electricity. And then uh, they have plumbing instead of going to outhouses. And so right. for a long time, it was Democratic. Uh, but uh, in the, the election when Hillary lost, there were some electors that uh, uh, they were supposed to represent the, their district. And one guy, they voted the district voted for Hillary, but he tried to change his mind and vote for Trump. <laughs> so some yeah. of the electors might have been more than one. 
that uh, didn't follow the rules. But Look, anyway, uh, I got it, it, the generation coming up. So. Right. Uh, we have to, uh, the people have to do the work. You have to, you, the people, first of all, the people have to know you. Uh, the people have, and when I say know you, I don't mean that, let's say Biden or Kamala Harris needs to be out in the neighborhood, but the people that represent them need to be in the neighborhood and the people need to know them. The people need to know that, hey, when I know you so that when you give an ask, when you give an ask, I need, they, they trust you. People ask, why are these Republican followers so gullible? Many people ask that question. Why are they so gullible? Because the people have built trust in those folks who lie to them. They are there and they lie to them, yes, but they have their trust. And that is so important, Augie. Trust. 713-526-5738. Please give us a call. 713-526-5738. Hit extension 2 and you will be on air right away. 713-526-5738. Go ahead, Augie. Hey, Bertie, you said you wanted to talk about the ACA. And uh, I got something for that, too. Uh, when that was being fought for in the Senate, the Senate had hearings. And they invited people to come and talk about their health experiences. And just by chance, I happened to be home that day. And uh, 10 channels, I, I, I put it on C-SPAN just by accident. And the Senate hearings were going on about the Affordable Care Act. And it was a list of horror stories. These workers, men and women, would tell their stories about the health care problems they had. A factory worker lost three of his fingers and his co-workers to the emergency room. And uh, so the surgeons would say, well, no problem, we can reattach your fingers. Uh, and then they got a call, uh, get a call from his uh, health insurance company saying, we're not going to pay for those three fingers. We're going to pay for one, but we'll let the guy pick which one of those three he can have. Uh, the and, same. Uh, yeah, and then there's another woman who worked for a corporation, uh, like a secretary or something, uh, for 30 years, and, and uh, she's getting ready to retire. Now she's got health problems and major health problems. So she puts in a claim for to her insurance company. And, uh, man, they go looking through all her papers from the very beginning when she was started out with the company. And uh, then they they got her on a technicality uh, she, that she had a pre-existing condition. And that condition was she had acne when she was a teenager. And she never, and so they used that as a, reason not to uh pay cover it. they called it a pre-existing condition yes and, and she died yes and it was her sister that came to talk about it because she could not access uh affordable health care here in the united states because of that uh, these health care companies um but as many if people really want to know about what's going on they should have heard that Senate hearing. They had to turn it off. I heard so many bad stories about people suffering. They couldn't get health care. And these were workers. Uh, they weren't the indigent homeless people. These were people that actually had a health insurance. Oh, yeah. And I went to Texas City, and uh, I worked with these young guys, a contract company. And they're all in their 20s, married with children. But they can't afford to have medical insurance for their wife and children because it costs too much. And right. they can barely afford to see a doctor themselves. And so these guys are telling me, oh, uh, they had to go to the emergency room for their 
wife or the children because they didn't have any primary care doctor. He couldn't afford it. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it, uh, there are stories after stories after stories. Interestingly, what I was talking about is ACO Reach, which is an ACA. ACO Reach is actually Medicare. But let me just tell you that what you just said there is you just gave the reason why we need Medicare for all. But anyhow, um, uh, Augie, I got Alistair in the line that I need to uh, go to now. Thank you so kindly as usual yeah. for calling and giving great commentary sir and we need to arrange our uh, our breakfast my brother all right that yeah, sounds good take care buddy all right let's go to alistair come on in alistair hey good morning brother good morning so, how you doing sis i i'm doing all right staying in the air conditioner thank god i can do that <laughs> I, I hear you talk to me my heart bleeds for anyone that has to be outside in this crap. I know. It's, I know it's, it's rough. It's awful. And yeah. yeah. Okay. So I wanted to know if you thought it would be an effective tool. You know, the reality of Donald Trump becoming president again is very real. It, the potential for him to become elected again is very real. Yes. But I also it, want, want, I'm wondering if, we point out to people that the Belarusian uh, dictator was elected, lawfully elected, back in 1994 or 93, one of those two. He's still in office. And he is still in office only because he's a dictator and hasn't won any elections. He just ignores elections. And if we can maybe channel into that and maybe scare the bejesus out of people that are thinking that having another uh, having another round with Trump in the presidency, if having that would scare them into not voting for him. Here's my because thoughts on that. Alistair, as far as scaring uh, people into, I don't, I, I, I don't think the things like he's a dictator. Uh, this is just my opinion, of course, but I don't think the things that he's a dictator or that he's going to stay into power a long time. Because a lot of them, I think, would love if he stayed into power. Because there's a certain group of people in this country that, uh, because because they feel they've been made to feel left behind. The policies have not left them behind uh, in as much as the policies from Trump and the Republicans have left them behind. Look, let, let, let's give an example. Democrats believe in health care and giving you good health care. And what was the solution that Democrats came up with? A Republican policy called the Affordable Care Act that not even Republicans would support when the votes were there to get it done. And Augie just mentioned all the horror stories that still occur to this day, even with the Affordable Care Act, right? So as far as some people are concerned, you know, hey, uh, we are not, we, you know, let's try something else. And, and, and people say, well, they tried Trump before and things didn't really get better for them. But you know what they got? They, they got somebody that made them, and, and this may sound lousy, but made them feel like they belong, made them feel like they, you know, if you take, if you go ahead and talk to the Trump 
uh, sycophant. I call them the Trump, that Trump voter. I'm not talking about the wealthy one that just wants those tax cuts because they will sell their mother. I'm talking about the uh, good people that are really into this nativist thing that Trump talks about or whatever. And it's because they've been sold a line that makes them feel that Trump is existential for them. So they will tolerate Trump doing anything because Trump is going to make sure that their survival is there because those other people are coming to take their birthright away. It's, it's all a lie, but they have the confidence. For, go ahead, Alistair. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. You know how they used to use the McCarthy era, use the scare tactic of communism, right? And right. I just, I, you know, it was in a very, it was a very effective tool back then. And I just was wondering if there was a way to revamp it and modernize it, it so that. Yeah, Alistair, yes, you are right. There is a way. But the problem is our the when I those elitists there in Washington who get the ten thousand dollar per contract or a a one week contract to study people or do a a poll or whatever, they just aren't going to do that. Look. These, these, the, the, the elitist, you know, what, what Republicans have understood, right, is they understood how to speak to work. They have lousy policies. The policies kill. Look at Texas. Medicare expansion for the affordable, Medicaid expansion for the Affordable Care Act is there for everybody to have. Every Texan could be insured right now. Republicans yeah. are, the Republican politicians are killing their own, but they have, uh, they have allowed people to believe that the type of insurance people buy in Texas is a choice and it gives you freedom and there's no real counteraction from uh, from the the, the 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 part of the, the the democratic party that goes ahead and earn the trust of these other people they've ceded it to the to the to the evil portion of the churches they've ceded it to the people who have who lie to them and what we are doing here, Alistair, with your commentary, with Tag's commentary, with, with Augie's commentary, yeah, we are getting to onesie, twosie people who, with our personal experiences, can get to them. But for all the monies that the Democratic Party has collected, not investing it into education and going into these communities that they just consider lost, is sick. Go ahead, Alistair. Yeah. I, yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I take right. nobody for granted. I take absolutely, Alistair, no one for granted. My, uh, my garbage man, I have as much respect for him as, to, as my doctor. Okay? Yeah. Because we need him all. We do. We do. Absolutely. Anyhow, right. thank you so kindly. Thank you so kindly, as usual, my dear Alistair, for calling in. Let me go ahead and talk to Tag. You have a wonderful rest of the day, and maybe we'll see you at 3. Maybe. We'll talk later, brother. Have a good one. Take care. Have a good one. All right. Come on in, Tag. You're here, my brother. Talk to me. Well, I think a lot of people today believe that the government should be run like a business. And that's one reason they like Trump so much. But the government is not a business. The government is a government, and it works completely different than a business. And I think I think that people are confused about that. 
But you know, the, the, the truth of the matter, Tag, is let me, let, me, let me interrupt a second and say this. Two things. Number one, if they're voting for Trump because they think running a business, running a government should be like a business, the fact that they don't understand that Trump was likely one of the lousiest business persons there is. Okay, think about it. No successful businesses. He's, uh, his businesses were always carried by corrupt debt. But let's back out of that. Let's say even if they believe businesses should be run by government, how can? why would we allow folks to believe that when the ones that terrorized them from private insurance to inflation were all the results of the, what pri- the private sector businesses were allowed to do to them, and and that and that argument not successfully made to them. Whose fault is that? Go ahead, Tag. Thank you. Well, that that was all I had to say, and you're absolutely right. I mean, there are so many bad examples of business that we don't want, even want to think about the government being run by like a bad business. But uh, I think the the whole point with running uh, the government like a business is that people feel the government should be in the business of making money. And our government's not there to make money. Our our businesses or our government's there to provide a service and and not to make money. And so that's it. And I'm going to go. Thanks, Alberto. Thank you very much, Tag. And and, and piggybacking off of what Tag just said, if government was if government, if you see government making money. Government is not working. If government is making money, in other words, if, if there's money left over, government is not working. It means you're overtaxed or you're underserviced, right? Because we have to hit that balance where, uh, look, I believe in the private sector like anybody else. I believe we ought to have a robust, strong private sector, private businesses, pizza shop, grocery stores, all these things. Important because you get the dynamism of having multiple thought processes, creating new things. But there are certain basic things that humanity needs, right? Healthcare, energy. There are certain things that are common to us all that runs and makes an economy function so that that pizza shop can exist, so that that grocery store can exist, so that that coffee shop can exist, so that the bike manufacturer can exist, so that the car manufacturer should exist. We shouldn't have healthcare being run by a company who makes cars. What the hell do they know about healthcare? We shouldn't have healthcare having to be done by a private sector business. Why? Healthcare is something common to us all, and it shouldn't be something for profit because, again, you break your leg, you want it healed. You don't want to go and shop around to see who can give you the best price or the best service. You are entitled to the best service. You are entitled to have all three of your fingers reattached. You are entitled for that. Society as a human being dictates that. That's why it's called society, right? Society is dictates that that happens. By the way, folks, we still have a few more minutes to take calls. 713-526-5738, extension number two. Would love to hear from you. 713-526-5738, hit extension number two, and you will be on air uh, right away. Now, I said I want to make a quick commentary on one of the other subjects that I wanted to talk about, and that is solar power. Let me let me tell you, in Texas, the this last con- this last legislature, 
they tried to make it more difficult for uh, Texans to get solar or, or or to bring on renewables. They tried because they were pushing uh, they were pushing uh, uh, to be to, for more gas powered plants to be built instead of going ahead and trying to uh, to 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 even further push renewables, solar, wind, etc., which are doing very, very well in Texas, they attempted to pass a law to make it more difficult, to make it cost more to get these particular sources of energy onto the grid. Now, it was defeated in Congress, right? We, we'll, uh, in, in the legis- we'll see if it happens. But I want you guys to note that the same fossil fuel, we are the fossil fuel state in that we produce a hell of a lot of oil, etc. Our state that has done so much damage to the environment, and I, you know, again, I, I don't want to be harping on that, but now that our state is overperforming in renewables, we are the state that produces the most renewable energy from solar to wind power, etc. Texas is. We're a huge state. So we have a lot of real estate to do a lot of this stuff. And people haven't forgotten to use that real estate to do all these things in producing energy. It saved the grid from falling apart. It saved our grid in Texas from falling apart. The renewables did. And we still have those irresponsible thugs in Austin that are attempting, even as they know we have a volatile grid, even as they know our grid is not connected to the central power system of the United States, which means we stand alone. Yes, we stand alone. We refuse to connect to the national grid because we don't want to follow regulations, national regulations. We want to do it the Texas way. So when Texas's grid fail, there's no backup except in certain parts of the El Paso area, I believe it is. We are on our own. We are doomed. So they beg you during the hot days, please don't use your air conditioner. Please use less energy. Um, we have to be cognizant of what's going on, folks. We have to be cognizant of what's going on. Like I said, the current party... The Republican Party in Texas is anathema to progress, is anathema to your well-being, is anathema to all these things. They don't allow, they are not allowing for your success. I mean, it's right, it's there for all to see. But again, like I mentioned, we have to gain, we have to gain the respect, we have to gain the trust of not some Texans, of not just Texans in the city, of not just Texans in the suburb. We have to earn the trust of Texans in the exurbs, in rural areas. They're all our brothers and sisters, man. We cannot cede, we cannot cede any vote to anyone. You earn it, you earn the trust, and you get to the people. We are just about two minutes before we got to get out of here. I always like to get uh, Brother Howard to just say a, a little word in here. If he, if he has something to say about a commentary about what we've been talking about, Howard, Jack. Oh, we're going to turn it over to Jack. He's been back here busily writing. 
Okay, yeah, Jack, was... you got 30 seconds, brother Jack. Okay. My question is why are our legislators making laws against the people choosing the gov the, the business over the people? It's what they every do. time. It's what they do. They've always done that. Well, government is supposed to support commerce, yes. But like you said, they don't need to be an agent for brokering, uh, you know, hardware deals like military. That's absolutely true, Jack. And you know what? The reason why it goes back to exactly the thing that Brother Howard always talks about, and that is the vote. You have to go out there and vote. And that's what our program is all about. Our program is all about enlightening folks so that they would make the right choice. They will make the right choices for themselves. So I got to get out of here. It is that time. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank Howard uh, Reynolds and Jack Van Beber for always being there in that control room, making things happen. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.